I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, no, good. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, bye. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I am John R. Bray. You might be able to hear the uh, chainsaws going off in the background. <laughs> Occasionally we have that kind of ambiance on this show. Pete's kids are here, so I don't know if they're going to make noise. Um, but Lita and Marlo started school. Lita and Marlo started school yesterday, so that would be Monday. And his daughter starts school tomorrow, which would be Wednesday. And I, I, we're not exactly sure when his son is going back to school. They're still figuring that out. Um, but yeah, it started. I got, we got it all done mostly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you had to one way or the other come Monday. So. And you've been homeschooling. Oh yeah, it's been a. It's been it's weird because I feel like I am much more prepared this year, which was the goal and the hope. But the schedule just feels more rigorous. Yeah. I don't know. And I think it's it's partially just because I have it blocked in a more rigorous way, but he's still doing partial enrollment at the public school and his classes are the first 3 hours of the day, which means we have to leave the house at 7. Oh, wow. Right, which is early. Um, it's nice to have a block of time in the morning to work, but because of work and homeschool and just general life stuff, that means I have to run before I bring him, and that's just early. It's been it's been early. Yeah, that's early. To leave. I mean, I say that as a person who used to leave the house at 5.45, or actually 5.30, to go to early morning seminary and be there at 5.45. That sounds really fun. <laughs> I'm at least running, so it keeps me awake. That would definitely not, that would not do it for me. No, no. And I texted you, because we were talking about ideas for the podcast to keep it up and running and yes. hoping that more of the more listeners would be willing to chip in um, a couple of bucks a month to cover the costs over on patreon that's what you're talking about right patreon yes yes patreon.com slash manic ramblings and um helping us do that we run into some costs and uh yeah it's you know it's a thing that we're staring at i think <laughs> It is. And especially, you know, we mentioned, I think we first kind of brought up this idea of revamping MRS. I don't know, like right around the time school ended last year, because mm -hmm. it was before you went to Paris. And one of the things that we were talking about was guests as well. Yes. Which is great. And we would love to do that. But that, that complicates 
the editing side of things Mm -hmm. because it's an additional voice and an additional track. So that's just an added, it's an added thing. And we both genuinely love doing this. It's just, there's some logistics. (laughs) There are some logistics. Yeah. Planning and scheduling and um, making sure that all of it is put together well. God damn those those uh, chainsaws! Sorry about that. Jesus Christ! Is, that is, is an it, I can't hear them. So <laughs> yeah. So I think I texted you and told you that despite like some unforeseen you know complications in my life, I'm still you know sort of like you know it'll get done. <laughs> It'll get done. Everything will get done. You know, I, I think that we'll figure out a way to keep us up and running. And again, it would, if, if a few more of you could chip in a couple dollars a month, I'm not above groveling. So teamwork makes the dream work guys. <laughs> teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> That's right. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. I, I'd have to say though, like your text, I mean, this is, I'm going to over-dramatize it, but to prove the point, it was kind of like the world is ending, but it's cool. <laughs> like the tone was just super, it was super chill. Like, yeah, everything's falling apart, but it's okay. It's okay. Which is, I mean, minus the everything falling apart portion is a, is a good thing. My car insurance got canceled. Are you uninsurable? Is it your foot? No, yeah, no, yeah, no, I thought I had crossed that off my list before I left for Paris, um, but apparently I didn't pay the bill for July, but I did pay the bill for August, not knowing that the bill for July had not been paid, and they sent me a couple of cancellation notices in the mail, of course, that I did not get in Paris, and then I came home and was driving an uninsured car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I called several times. I called my agent several times and she never picked up. And it was it was kind of a, a bit of an ordeal, but, but whatever, you know. And then yesterday I was about two minutes away from going to the emergency room. Um, Ooh. But I, For yourself? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm not, I'm sick. And I'm really, really, really sick. And... I've got to figure out what's wrong, but I don't want to pay a $600 copay at the ER. You could probably buy a $500 round trip ticket to Paris and go see a doctor. (laughs) A day trip. And I'm trying to piece together exactly because I've got an, like something's going to have a really, really bad pain in my stomach. And this didn't happen in Europe. And then all of a sudden yesterday I woke up and I had a pain and it, never ceased and only got worse as the day went on and then by last night i was just like on the floor sort of trying not to scream just like two seconds away from going to the er because i didn't know what to do so i have had this is this is gonna sound weird but i've had conversations with people about this i think i think food in europe is in a lot of ways better than food here and i don't mean like you can order better things but i think so much of what we consume here is produced in such large quantities 
Okay, so that's exactly... So Pete actually took care of me, and he went and got me some probiotic stuff and a, a water bottle and a heating pad and some tea, and he was Googling it. Was it poop tea? <laughs> it was not poop tea. It was not poop tea. Damn. No, but it, it was a Japanese sort of like digestive, like settle your stomach tea. Okay. It did not work. I Yeah, I've tried every sort of... I tried seaweed, I tried, you know, yogurt, I tried all sorts of things and nothing helped. But he Googled that. And that's exactly what someone, like, at the top of the, like, the Google, people were like, yeah, well, in Europe, you know, they don't have all these nasty chemicals or GMOs in the food. And then I came here, I come home, and all of a sudden, like, every day, I was, it was building up to yesterday when it just sort of, like, knocked me over. That's yeah. exactly right. That's so weird that you would say that. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of truth to it. And I'm not like criticizing the food that we have or anybody's diet or anything. I think it's it's gotten to the point where even the things that we just assume are pretty basic or have basic ingredients don't anymore. Like there's always added this or added that. And even if it's not stuff that's bad for you, if it's stuff that you haven't been consuming for, you know, 5 weeks. Mhm. That's a that's a huge change. Yeah, like I had, I've had these episodes before. I had them frequently in February before, or before and even after my colonoscopy, and which in the colonoscopy was trying to figure this out. And then I had a couple more episodes. I had nothing in Europe. Like I didn't experience any symptoms whatsoever while I was over there. None. And uh, and then I get home and all of a sudden my body is just like contorting <laughs> yeah and i was like maybe it's the stress but it, but i'm not like you know i'm i've let go um you know i don't i marlo has a whole bunch of stuff i have to fill out and i was it was due last friday and i didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> but that could be i mean i guess that could also be a component of it like maybe maybe you have let go but there's still sort of these fight or flight responses just internally yeah. that are getting set off. Yes. I mean, I think it takes, it takes your body a while to catch up with your mind sometimes. Yeah. But that's no good. And I mean, even if you know what the cause is being that, that miserable is awful. It was ultimately the $600 copay. He, he called the Instacare and Instacare was like, yeah, we would send her to the ER if you've tried all this and this and this and this, then we, we would send her straight to the ER is what they would do. And I was like, I don't want to pay a $600 copay. But, I mean, I'll, I'll tell this really quickly. Uh, Lita got her driver's permit, her learner permit. Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw your Instagram story oh about my God. that with Marlo's commentary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That kid is awesome. I need to post that video. I'll do that after uh, we finish here. She wanted to get it, and the, really the only time that we could, could go do it was last Friday because that was like, she's in school all day and they close and you, you have to stand in line. And so we get up on Friday morning and you have to have all of this documentation, birth certificates and social security cards and proof of address and all this sort of thing. And she has to have her name on the proof of address. So she had to go with John, when he was here during my book tour, and he set up um, a, a banking account for her so that it would be sent to the home. 
and then her transcript from school is sent to the home. So, however, it was missing. <laughs> the the transcript? All of it. Oh, oh God. All of it. Oh, there you go. Was gone. Like, like I've been gone. I've been gone for six weeks at that point, and the two different people stayed to watch Coco in the house, and mail got put somewhere, and I didn't know where it was. I don't think that she would be upset with me sharing this, but Lita was already emotional. Um, she did not want to leave camp. Oh yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, and she came home, and it sort of like sunk in that camp is over and she has to start 10th grade and she has to study and do homework and she was very very emotional last week and and camp is very over because she can't go back because of rage right right she can be a counselor she just if she if she applies and they accept her and hire her so when she realized that I, i couldn't find the documentation um the the blast shattered, you know, China and flower vases. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remained calm. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go into mom mode, master mom mode. And I went and I went online and I found several things. And then I searched the home like 17 times and found it underneath a pile of things in the corner of a, a, the dining room somewhere. Anyway, we get there, fill out the application, stand in line, and she's terrified because everybody that we know has failed that test like three or four times, at least. Oh my God, has it gotten harder? Yeah, like... Holy shit. They ask you questions, I guess the Utah one has gotten harder. They ask you questions about like, you know, how much can a truck weigh on a certain kind of bridge, you know? Like stuff that you... Yeah, yeah. Stuff that you don't really need to know unless you get that kind of license yeah um, wow. so she was just like well we're gonna be here all day because i'm gonna fail it and you know you can only fail it twice and then we're gonna have to come back and i said you know what just look at like you don't know i said you, you don't know just just go in and take the test you know we have no idea we don't have to we don't have to assume that it's bad so we got her registered she passed the eye test and then i go down and sit next to marlo and not Seven minutes later, she comes walking past us. She's like, guess who got her driver's permit? Oh, my God. And she just keeps walking. And Marlo and I look at each other like, what? And I was like, did you really? And she's like, I passed on the first try. And I was like, oh, see, this is good. Like, I kept it calm. I kept it positive. And then we got into the car. (laughs) Oh, man. And... Did you grow up driving go-karts? No. I think I had driven them like one time. I mean, but not anything. Is it a Southern? Because she said this to me. I'm not Southern. I don't. I didn't drive go-karts. I'm not Southern. Is it a Southern thing? I mean, we had... I. That's a good question. Where I grew up, we had only one place where you could drive go-karts. But where I live now, there's, I don't know, a half a dozen within half an hour of me. At least, probably. Really? Yeah. So I don't know if it was... I don't imagine it was a Southern thing. I mean, I, I, I've i ridden them in Washington State. But we grew up 
We grew up going to putt putt golf and riding the go karts every oh, weekend. Oh fuck yeah, putt putt golf. That I did. That is where <laughs> that is where the go karts were. But I was just I was into the golf and the bumper boats. They had the bumper boats too. You were into the golf. Oh god. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I can't golf to save my life, but mini golf. That's a different story. <laughs> I hated that shit. Oh God, I, I loved it. it. Oh, what is it? Is it because you were competitive? Um, I just didn't. See, there was no fun in it. Like you're just trying to get this tiny little ball into a tiny little hole, and again and again and again and again. <laughs> and it was just like, ugh. No, get me a car. I want to drive a car. I want to beat everybody on the on the go kart. Oh God. <laughs> So so it was the competitiveness too. Yeah, yeah, but I grew up, you know, having a feel for you know, the steering wheel and we'd get in the car and I asked her if she wanted to drive around the parking lot cuz it was huge. And she's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah." And Marla goes, "I want no part of this." Oh god. <laughs> I'm getting oh. out of the car. I don't want no part of this. I'm like, "Marla, it's going to be okay." You know? And she gets in and she puts her left foot on the break. Oh. Uh, wait, no, yeah. I said, yeah. Um, I said, Lady, you have to you, you use one foot. You use your right foot for all of it. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, you use your right foot. So she didn't even know that part. And she didn't know how to steer the car. She didn't know what she was doing. She had no feel for it whatsoever. She was headed straight for a curb and just thought the car, I guess, would turn itself. That, yeah, that was the video. Like, uh-huh. do you know how to turn? Do you know how to turn? And Marlo in the backseat. <laughs> she doesn't. She clearly doesn't. Oh, she God. doesn't. But, so my my mom, oh, I, wow. I showed my mom the video. My mom wrote back. She goes, your stepfather and I have watched this approximately 30 times. And now all day long we've been saying, she doesn't. She clearly doesn't. <laughs> oh, man. She headed straight for a curb. And I was like, you got to turn. This is at a this is a different video or a different point, and she's just like, "What?" I was like, "You have to turn the car." Oh, like she didn't. It didn't. Yeah. That is so. It's it's funny to me because the amount of time that you spend in the car, uh-huh. like I would think that she'd pick up on some. I totally get the like try to use two feet. I understand that as an initial instinct if you've never really been behind the wheel, but that's funny. But yeah. I think the video that you posted, like. Even th- even as Marlo is making that comment, this look of, I don't know, shock and awe <laughs> on Lita's face is worth every second because like, she just can't understand what she's doing, why she's doing it, what's happening, where she's going, yeah. and, it's, and it's amazing. It's a, it was the best look. She, first, she's like, I can't believe she said that. And then, I don't know what I'm doing. What do you mean? I, I don't know. And so... My stepfather, who taught me and my brother and my sister how to drive, is taking her on Saturday to <laughs> to do like three hours of like here's what we're gonna do. Oh, very nice. We, we on Saturday we went to Office Max to get her um, some school supplies, and <laughs> Pete's like, "Why don't you drive around the Office Max parking lot?" And I was like, "Pete," and I just looked at him and I. 
I said, mm. <laughs> and he he was like, yes, we're gonna do this. And Lita was like, um, and Pete's like, we're gonna do this. And so Lita got. I said, I I want to get I want to sit in the back seat. <laughs> so Pete's in the front seat of the car, and Lita is driving. And I was like, it's like Pete, breathe, okay, just just remember to breathe. And he witnessed firsthand. The fact that she doesn't know that she's supposed to turn the wheel. Like, it's this. <laughs> oh, man. And she headed straight for a car that had a Bernie Sanders sticker on the back. Oh, no. <laughs> like, like at a very high speed. And I was, I was involuntarily screaming from the backseat. And she was like, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think we're done. I think we're, I think we're done. <laughs> oh, man. That's so great. So there's a lot to look forward to. In that I aspect. mean, I I think I know that Lexton will do a little bit better because he rides a dirt bike. So he's used yeah. to just the general idea of turning. He's used to shifting, which is different on a motorcycle, but the, the concept of it. But what was weird and this, it's been six months. I took him to like a, a big empty parking lot and had him drive my car just he doesn't have his permit but i'm just like just get the feel for it in the parking lot and he actually did really well he kind of did he turned he did a loop like parked it back in a space and put it in neutral and put the brake on he's like i don't want to do it anymore i'm done <laughs> i'm like no you you were fine what are you what well, is what? the issue he's like I don't, I don't know i don't i don't like it I'm like okay, he didn't so like it i think it's like i think it's just the magnitude of what it is like in this. Well, for one, it's it's way bigger than a motorcycle. For right. Another, I was going to say that. It's yeah. my car. So I think he's worried about damaging it. Right. And it's a stick. So I think he's also Ooh. worried about those inevitable stallings. Wait a minute. Which, you know. You were, he was driving a stick? Yeah, it was my car. I, oh. I mean, I drive a stick. So he's driving that. That is and hard he, to learn on. That's what I learned on. Yeah. And that's what I told him. I'm like, if you can learn how to drive a stick, then you can drive anything. It's it's easier to go from a manual to an automatic. And I think he, he likes that idea. He does want to know how to do it. And he did really well. But, you know, when you stall in a manual car, it's it's violent. Like the car <laughs> lunges and jerks and clunks and you feel yes. like you've just destroyed it yeah it's like you killed an animal exactly. yes and i think that's his major fear like he's gonna do that and it's gonna break the car and it'll be all his fault mm-hmm. and i i mean i get it but gotta figure it out yeah 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 i would say like he probably is used to like sort of the confinement of the dirt bike whereas your car is like this it's like you're driving a cruise ship right exactly Comparatively. yeah oh yeah yeah. But I think that will be his major incentive because I don't, I'm reasonably sure you can't get a motorcycle license without a driver's license. Ah, so, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And we also have weather that is not suitable for motorcycles, like at least six months of the year. So mm-hmm. it's just not really, not really feasible. And they, they terrify me. I don't, I don't like motorcycles. Well, does, do you guys have a helmet law? Uh, Illinois, I think, does not actually. Neither does um, Utah. But it is my law. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're going to ride, you're going to wear a helmet. And as soon as I see you not wearing your helmet, you are done forever. 
Unfortunately, he he does. So that's good. Yeah, that's really oh, good. Yeah, that would. And it's interesting because Heather's dad rides, which is sort of what sparked the interest in Lexton. And he didn't used to wear a helmet. And then Lexton got hit. He got him this little dirt bike. And we had the conversation with him. We're like, you know, you need to be wearing one because he's not going to not wear one. Right. So you have to. You have to start. Because I was like, that, I, can't, I can't do that. It's just asking for trouble. Yeah. I've seen too many. I know too many people who have, you know, had accidents on bikes. I don't think I've, I don't think I know a single person who rides bikes who hasn't had a really bad accident. There's just so much that can go wrong. Yeah. And there is in a car too, but you're, you're not exposed. Mm Hmm. Yeah. I mean, even cyclists here, um, really, you know, hardcore cyclists wear helmets on the, on the, you know, it's just the smart thing to do. Yeah. Um, But it's, you know, I mean, Lita, I think she'll learn, but she's very different from her peers and from a lot of people her age. She really wants this. She wants the freedom of it and has been very hardcore about getting it done. And, um, and so, I mean, I could have a lot of freedom come February. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. how does that work in Utah? So she just got her permit. So how, how would that progress? She can get it six months from the day that she got her permit. So she'd have to wait a few, like a week or no, she had to wait like a couple weeks after her birthday to get it. But she said she didn't mind. Okay. Um, but do you and, guys have like an hour requirement or? Yes. she's She has to take driver's ed, which she is taking. Um, and then she has to drive a certain, and they do it in driver's ed. They drive a certain amount um, at school. Um, and I guess, I don't know, because I didn't grow up here. I literally, I, I mean, seriously, like I, I joked about this, but I, I when I, when I got my, when I got my driver's license, I showed up and the test was basically like two plus two is four. Okay. Go drive around the block, the square block. Here's a, here's your license. Here's a gun. You know, it was, just, oh, God. It was so fucking easy. Yeah. I don't remember. You didn't have to, you didn't have to take driver's ed in, in, in Memphis. I mean, I definitely took driver's ed. And I, but I remember the hardest, like the worst thing about it is I took it in the summer and it was the worst thing about it is that it was so easy, but you still had to go mm-hmm. like the basics of stopping. And if there's a pedestrian who has the right of way, like just the really basics. Yeah. And we had really no, like there's like no interstates where I grew up. So the driving was just on residential streets. So it was kind of like this necessary thing that you hated to do because it just seemed like a waste of time. Yeah. Maybe everybody should just go to Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Drive some go-karts, get a license. Drive, I, guess, I can't believe she said that to me. I'm not Southern. I didn't I That's so up. awesome. That's what she attaches it to. <laughs> <laughs> she associates it with my hickness is what she associates oh, it with. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're back in the full swing of things, and I'm okay. I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's 
I mean, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> it's still, I think the change just hasn't fully, hasn't fully set in, mm-hmm. I guess. Well, I, there's, so there's two things. I'm a morning person anyway. I'm now up at 4.30 so that I have time to run. Oh my God. So, which is, which is early even for me and it's pitch blackout. So that's an adventure in itself. But this, this sounds terrible. It's probably terrible. The school year always means that I am in much more routine communication with Heather. Oh, yes. And like longer, longer conversations, deeper conversations. And I, I just, I think some of them are necessary, maybe like half. And it, I think just knowing that that is the reality for the next eight months or nine months or however long it is, is kind of weighing. Mm-hmm. Not, not that our relationship is bad. Not that it's like difficult to have a conversation with her. It's just, it's just kind of draining. Cause you're, you, I mean, you do it for your, for your son, but you, it's not necessarily somebody that you want to talk to. No, no. I mean, we've, we've <laughs> talked about this before. It's like, if if it weren't for children, we would really not have communication at all. Right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. And that's not even me saying like she's a terrible horrible person and I wish bad things i just there's no reason to communicate beyond that yeah yes i i'm not going to i'm very careful when when i talk to other um parents who have split now because i don't john and i crossed over some rainbow bridge this year It has been very good, which is amazing. It's been amazing. And we communicate all the time. We're extro- we, we laugh. Um, we share the funny stories about the kids. Um, uh, Marlo was really emotional the day before school started because she had <laughs> she was tired and she had been she'd had like four sleepovers straight in a row. I texted him and said, you know, she had just spoken to him and she was she missed him and I texted him and he and I had a text conversation for like 30 minutes about everything and I was like, you know what we're going to do? We're, well, I'll let you FaceTime her as we walk to school tomorrow morning and we'll take pictures and we'll send them to you and like it was just lovely. <laughs> 
Right. But I mean, and that's, yeah. so that's the hard thing though. Like that is, that's basically my relationship with Heather as well. I mean, we'll like the conversations are fine. The texting is fine. You know, we, and it, and it is on a very friendly level, but I think ultimately what it comes down to is if it weren't for Lexton, I wouldn't be having those conversations. Right. Yeah. And, and we could both be totally fine, normal people. I just know that I wouldn't have the conversations. And, but now you're forced to. Right. Like it's a, it's necessary because it's what's best for Lexton. Right. But I think it's also draining in part because we we obviously don't live together anymore. So we're on different schedules and we're doing things at different times. And it forces me... To be to be on her schedule. Oh, I see. In some ways, and it also sometimes creates like duplicate effort because he'll get out of he'll get out of his classes at the public school, and we'll do the homeschool thing, and we'll talk about it. Everything's done. Then she gets out of work, and it's like all the same things revisited, which uh, would probably happen anyway if we were still together and she got home from work. But it would I think it would feel different. Not having to have this phone call to do it. It's like a right. meeting. It feels like an after hours meeting. So do you talk to her every day? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, every day, I'd say six days a week because not always both weekend days. But oh. inevitably one of them, like Sunday before the week starts is usually what it will be. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. So it's it's great to have her that involved and on the same page and wanting to know and but it's it's also hard because Lexton it's is 15 so you know a conversation with him about school is basically just good yeah no yeah no good <laughs> and like and that's and that's it and i i feel like we've talked about this but i've just gotten i know how to pull out the information mhm and she's not as I think she's not as well-versed at it. And I think he's also a little more hesitant to offer it up. Mm -hmm. So I'll try to have her talk to him and it goes nowhere. Because <laughs> that would help if he was actually able to really share that information. But And I hear him on the phone and that's exactly what it is. Yeah, no, good. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, bye. Oh my God. Oh, and then I, and within 30 seconds, I get a call. Oh my, oh God. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, that's it is. It's just a, it's a weird, like that, that's one thing that's nice about summer break. And we still communicate regularly over the summer, but it's, it's not as task oriented because there's no school. So there's not really any, it's not as regimented subject matter. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah, that, that would be a lot. That would, That's a lot. That's, that's another like task for your day. Like, it's yeah. like a board meeting <laughs> oh yeah it is yeah. it did it, it ends up feeling that way i mean i'm i am like you like very fortunate that the situation is as good as it is i know there are people that can't speak mm -hmm. or there's just a lot of animosity and i i'm glad that it's not like that it's just still a still a thing <laughs> still a thing yeah 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 i mean i again i try i try to be sort of tread 
lightly when I talk about this with other couples who've split or with like friends who split because a lot of a lot of I know a lot of people who have a lot of animosity toward their ex and I know that both John and I did toward each other and we just again we just sort of something happened earlier this year and he and I just sort of let it all go I hate to use this word bleh. Um, but what a blessing it's been just in oh, terms of, like I, I know I know this is the last word I expected oh. I, well, my, I hung out with my mom yesterday because we were doing some stuff in Marlo's room and it sort of rubs off on me <laughs> but like when I see his name it's no longer oh no oh no oh no it's usually just like, hey, can I talk to the girls and how's it going? And so I just have to say that, like, there's hope for, you know, for it not being terrible all the time, um, possibly. <laughs> yes. And it might take some years. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it can. I still have those moments, and it's not so much like that I dread the conversation. But it's like if he's spending time with her or with her over the weekend and she calls me, that's the reaction I have because it usually means there's something that has happened. Mm-hmm. And not, not like a bad thing, but some sort of argument about school, like a thing. And I just, I'm going to be honest and just say I don't answer them anymore. <laughs> I just, I find that it's more productive to not, because they resolve themselves anyway, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's petty or terrible, but there's just... No, it's not, though, because, I mean, even, it's not, because there are times when they're with him, and I'm just like, I don't have to deal with that stuff. That's not, it's not my turn. It's his turn, right? It's his turn to do it. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's just it. Like, and that's not being petty. It's just like, no, they're with you. It's your turn. Yeah. Right. Right. Because when yeah. they're with us, we figure it out, right? We just, we just figure it out. And, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I never, I would never call or text unless it was some sort of serious emergency. I just mm-hmm. figure it out and then hopefully the decision is good and we're, we're fine. Yeah. You know, I think maybe that's what it comes down to. And I know we've talked about this. Like there, there is some element of, needing to be on the same page mm-hmm. with certain things. But then there's other things where we're, we're both just going to make our own decisions and maybe sometimes they're not the same, but that's how it goes when they're not like really big, important decisions. It's really not a big deal. I know. You know his kids are screaming downstairs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Are there still chainsaws? Did they get their hands on I the chainsaws? Think, I think the chainsaws are, are have stopped, but now the kids are screaming. Uh, yeah. One day. Uh, one day. One day it's going to get back to normal. Is his daughter, like, I mean, is it a, a different district? She goes to a, a private school. Ah, uh, okay. And my kids go to uh, public. Um, I posted a picture of Marlo's classroom. Back to school night was last Thursday. The teacher had these Obey Giant. Um, well, I can't believe I just blinked his name. Uh, the guy who did the o- um, Obey and the Obama uh, portrait, Harper Ferry. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I did. I, yes, yes, yes. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. 
Shepherd Fairy. Shepherd. Yes. God damn it. I totally blanked. <laughs> Shepherd Fairy. We have a couple huge prints hung up in our house. He did uh, portraits of AOC and the other two women of color who are um, uh, who got elected to the house. And they're hanging in uh, Marlowe's classroom. Giant posters. And I walked in and I was like, holy shit, that is fucking amazing. <laughs> and uh, I took a picture of it and there were a few people who were pretty upset about it. <laughs> like vocally upset? They um, they commented, it was an Instagram story, and they commented that this should not be allowed in public schools that to politicize anything or to bring in a certain party over another is, you know, that's propaganda. And I just, I just sort of laughed at that because underneath what they didn't see underneath those posters was this whole um, beautiful plaque about uh, migrants and uh, immigration. And I don't know. It just made me so excited. I was like, this is fucking A. This is Utah. This is fucking A, man. <laughs> and what, what classroom was it in? It was in Marlowe's classroom. Oh, the fifth oh, grade so classroom. It's just the all, yeah, all encompassing classroom. Yeah. And so, I think it's amazing. It was amazing. I, my jaw hit the floor. And so she, and she, her teacher encourages them all to bring yoga balls to sit on as their chairs. <laughs> That is so great. <laughs> yeah. So there are there are chairs, but the yeah. teacher will let them swap them out. Mm-hmm. That yeah, is pretty she's, awesome. She's pretty awesome. It's a great school. So interesting. Lexton had a fifth grade teacher who refused to use any of the classroom lights, like the ceiling lights, because they're fluorescent and the she had had a bunch of studies about like the color from the light and the buzzing and what it can do. So she brought in, she had like table lamps and floor lamps and it was set up like little clusters of office desks with desk lamps and oh, the kids loved it. Oh, I bet they did. Oh, that's it was lovely. A, it was such a, like a welcoming, warm environment versus just these big fluorescent right. banks, you know? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. It's little things like that. Yeah. <laughs> That can make and and massive posters that can make a huge difference. I know among the various things that sort of went haywire over the last week, the first day of school, mind you, my foot is still very, 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 very fucked up, <laughs> so fucked up. And I know I'm supposed to put that boot back on, but that boot actually was causing a whole bunch of other problems, and I got a huge sore on my shin from it, and so I'm just. Taking it very, very, very easy is what I'm doing. Except that I walked Marlo to school and then realized I, c I couldn't do that again. Um, but the first day of school, I get up a little bit early, take a shower, get Marlo up, head downstairs, start packing her lunch. And all of a sudden, rounding the corner in the kitchen is Lita. And she's like, I can explain. I can explain. Oh. I will tell you. And I was like, hi. And she says, okay. I know I set my alarm. I know I did. I know I set my alarm. I said, oh, oh are you just waking up? And she's like, I just woke up. <laughs> oh, my God. It's 7.15. The bus picks them up at 6.48. So she's missed the bus by, you know, a good half hour. 
she threw on some clothes and I was like, well, um, let's get going. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, well, how else are you going to get there? And she's like, right. <sighs> and I said, um, is there a reason that you didn't come knock on my door? Like when you, right when you woke up and she's like, well, I didn't want to wake you up. I was like, well, then oh, how God. are you going to get to school? <laughs> oh man. So she was late, right? Um, I got her there in the nick of time. Oof. And then managed wow. to scramble back, get dressed, and get Marlo to school. So she missed the bus on the first day. And I remained calm. <laughs> I love, I've had several episodes where there's that confidence. Like, I know I set my alarm. I definitely set my alarm. Or mm-hmm. maybe you didn't set your alarm. <laughs> or maybe you snoozed it. Like, And that happens. I mean, shit happens. Yeah. But I've had... A dozen of those moments with Lexton over the last week where he's 100% sure something has taken place. I'm like, yeah, but you're wrong. <laughs> so it's cool. It's okay. But let's just be wrong and move on. Exactly. I was just like, okay, well, there's really not. I mean, if I freak out about it or I get angry, what's the point? It doesn't help anything. It doesn't no. help anything. She's not going to get there any faster. Nope. It's just going to make the ride there terrible. Exactly. I think that is sort of, again, in what the last couple of weeks being home is like freaking out about it or getting angry or, well, let me finish that thought. Getting angry about it isn't helping. It doesn't do anything. Freaking out about it doesn't do anything. It doesn't solve the problem. Those emotions are useless. However, if Coco doesn't get out from underneath me, I might get violent toward a wall. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That is the only time I've really sort of like lost, like I've been like, oh, like she's almost tripped me down the stairs four or five times now. And I'll turn around and she'll be just like standing right. Her face is right there. And I just like trip over her and it's. I can finally relate to those kind of stories. Right? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I, everywhere I walk, I feel like I'm, I'm kicking her or falling over her <laughs> or like. I can't imagine. Like you got a little bundle. She's just oh, a little yeah. bundle. Oh yeah. And you and can't I step on say, that dog. <laughs> no, but I used to feel really bad for kicking her in the face, but it just, I realized like <laughs> it is her like she is putting yeah. her face in front of my foot yes no matter where i move it somehow it's there. if i come down the stairs she is on the third step up from the bottom pacing back and forth <laughs> so it's like trying to dodge her as i go and then as soon as i step over she leaps down with her paws in the air and last time we recorded she had the cone on yeah yeah how did that go so the cone the cone is off she was really out of sorts for maybe just like so she had it done on Monday and I think it was like Wednesday afternoon. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm probably going to call the vet if she's not a little more lively on Thursday. And she turned a corner because she just started tearing around the house. She became very efficient with her cone and we took it she off. She became on, very efficient with her cone. <laughs> she know, like, You would watch her eat and she'd like put her, put her face down and slide the bottom edge of the cone under the bowl 
Oh my God. So that, that she could then eat without it hitting. That's amazing. And then we took it off Sunday and she is as insane as ever. But it was it was actually cute because I think she had just reached a point where she assumed that this was her life now. Like right. Now she has this feature around her head. <laughs> so we took it off and she sat on the on the ground and looked at it and kind of nosed it a few times trying to like put the pieces together and then barked ferociously at it and just took off she's and like I, I guess i guess i grew a goddamn cone around my head okay yeah. well <laughs> well that's that's what happens someone gave me drugs and i woke up with a cone <laughs> but yeah like and i feel like when you're in those moments of not even like stressed out and losing it but trying to hurry like we're late we have to hurry dogs pick up on that so they get a little more frantic mm-hmm. and then she's just weaving all around my feet yep but coco is not small no i feel like the, i feel like the trip hazard with coco would be considerably higher yeah well and what she does is she because she's a herding dog she gets very close to you me everyone when she walks next to you, she's putting her body against you. Like she is uh, right up against you because she uses her body to herd. So when I'm walking down the stairs, she's touching me. And sometimes she'll get a little ahead of me and then get half of her body in front of me. <laughs> oh, God. And and then she'll like move quick and then stop. And it's just, I've got to be really, 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 really vigilant because there are so many steps in this house and she just follows me around. Yeah. But that's how she would kind of like theoretically direct you, like pushing, mm-hmm. like steering you. Yeah. I think, oh, and I, I, she may sense something. I mean, my gait is weird because of my foot and she may sense something is weird. And so she's trying to take care of me. Like that's what parting dogs do. So she's, she's been around me quite a bit and I have to be very, very careful about it. Um, I'm, and I'm mostly remaining calm about it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very sweet, but that does sound like one of those things where it's very sweet for two weeks until you and until you put a fist through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I can no longer take it. I need a moment. And Pete Pete loves her, and he's like, she just loves you. And I'm like, she can love me in a different way because I am seriously <laughs> going to punch a fucking hole in the wall. I like I can't. I I love her, but I, I I'm I'm gonna fall and like break a leg okay oh yeah and you know in her head the whole time she's doing it she's like this is what i'm supposed to be doing i'm doing Mm -hmm. the right thing this is good i'm right here yeah and you're trying to not explode yeah yeah so it's fine it's fine (laughs) well she missed the bus on the first day but that was that was monday so she didn't miss it this morning she did not miss it this morning, but yeah, today's Tuesday, I guess. Um, yeah, missing the bus was kind of a was it was a theme at least on the return trip last year, right? It was, but she handled it very well, and so did I. And we've got her all set up for school. We got to figure out her dance situation. Um, I'm just gonna, you know, one day at a time, one day at a time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just how it's got to be. And and then I um, I have a deadline tomorrow. And um, I turned on my computer this morning. And Pete had, he rode his bike to work. And uh, I turned on my computer right after he left. And it, my hard drive was 
completely broken. Ooh. Yeah. I can't like work blue with blue screen that. broken? Like, I have a hard drive that stores all of, like, my photos and invoices and business stuff. And I need that in particular to meet this deadline. And it was dead. Oh, God. So he rode his bike back to the house. <laughs> Did he, did he fix it? Like, you he didn't lose everything, he right? He did. He, okay. He's smart enough to know to back that up in a server at the other side of the house. So, yeah. But it was there was a moment there where I was like, I'm, I'm remaining calm. I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's that. I don't remember the saying, probably because I've done the jerk-off motion every time I've read it. But it's like you you can't. Something like you can't control what's happening, but you can control your reaction to it or mm-hmm. your response. I don't remember exactly what it is, but there is truth to that. I mean, you could have like screamed and panicked, but the hard drive would not have started working. Mm-mm. You know, Lita wouldn't have magically woken up on time if you had, Mm-mm. you know, panicked about it. Me and me going seriously or like getting angry at her is not going to help her day. She's not going right. to have a good day starting out that way. And I even said to her, next time this happens, because it will happen again, come wake me up. I do not mind you waking me up so that I can get you to school on time. I'm totally fine with that. So, and she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, yeah, that's the best possible solution. Especially, I mean, in that situation, like, you know that she's not wanting to sleep in either. Like, she's not happy about it. No, she's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to help her overcome the, like the nuclear reactor in her brain. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. She's doing enough panicking for both of you when she realizes. Yeah. Yeah. So but I also are. know they need so much sleep. I just feel bad when they wake up so early. Oh, yeah. Did we talk about this last week about how they need, like, they naturally go to sleep at, like, about 11 teenagers. And they need at least eight hours. And so... Because I think it's basically being, they, they cut back on budgets and then realize that they could use the same buses for elementary schools and high schools. So instead oh, of the kids, yeah. like the, the younger kids who don't need as much sleep as the older kids start school later than the older kids. So the yeah. older kids are getting less and less sleep and they're getting more exhausted and more exhausted and more exhausted. So I told her, yeah. I was like, this is what has to happen. You've got to get off your phone. You gotta go to bed at like nine so that you can get at least seven and a half. Okay, so get a long talk about that. Oh yeah, that's what I've started doing. I say nine nine thirty, and I we I, my talk was basically like, you can you can shift your bedtime around, but you're gonna wake up at the same time yes. every day. Yeah. So he's he slept in. Oh, he was only about twenty minutes, twenty five minutes after his alarm, and I. Got home from my run and stretched, and he was still asleep. And I kind of whispered his name, and without moving or opening his <laughs> eyes, he just goes, "Oh no, oh no, I did it, didn't I?" I'm like, "Oh my god, how are you that awake all of a sudden?" And he uh, was immediately like, "It was immediate panic." I'm like, "No, it's oh, fine. No. There's oh, gonna no. be time. We'll wake up." <laughs> this has also been the first year I've seen him actually hurry when things have happened. Usually, he just maintains the same pace. Mm. but he's kind of he's he's realizing that if you move faster it actually helps <laughs> it only took 15 and a half years but 
I'll take it. Right? Oh, God. God. <sighs> yeah. well, I'll say this. Like, after the whole driving situation, <laughs> after the, after even Pete witnessed it, he sent me this video yesterday off of Twitter of this guy who's fixing this metal fence. It has metal slats. Okay. And the top of it had come off, and he sticks his head like between the next slat and the top slat to screw in the top slat. Oh God! And he he locks his head in the fence and he can't get out. <laughs> and I texted him back and I said, "How did you find this video of Lita online? I don't know." What he <laughs> <laughs> oh, She's man. completely like the most brilliant kid, but she does have that tiny little bit of Armstrong airheadedness. I call it absent-minded professor. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is locked in 100%. Mm-hmm. And you can't quite put those things together. You're like, how are you so brilliant? <laughs> and yet, here we are. Yeah. You have to turn the wheel. The car doesn't see yourself. <laughs> it's great, though, that, that she repeated that with Pete. <laughs> because I thought the story was going to go that, like, you all went out and Pete was there and she, she drove the car and it was fine. And he's like, what? This is great. But... He truly realized, like, this is, this is not okay. <laughs> no one is safe. No, when he, when we got out of the car, in the in the parking lot, he looked at me and his eyes got huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And I was like, you know what? This is actually fun. This is a fun thing. This is so much fun. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe experience. we're even here. I know, right? They oh, were God. they were like twelve, right, when we started this. Yeah. Ooh, they're little babies. Mm-hmm. Man. Okay. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. This one. This one was pretty cohesive, though. I think it was pretty cohesive. Yeah. We still maintained like the sort of theme from last week about remaining calm and yeah. moving forward, and yeah. See? Hopefully, you don't Themes. get a text from me from the ER later today, but we'll see. Yeah. Let's not. Let's not do that. No. That'd be that'd be bad news. But uh, if, if any of you have anything to add or maybe some driving stories that are, well, maybe not terrible, but just let's go with funny. We would we would love to hear them. Uh, you can email us, as always, to stories at manicramblings.com. And you can find us on Twitter. Wow. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Manic Ramblings. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash manicramblings to uh, support the show and help us keep this thing up and running we definitely definitely appreciate it and a huge thank you to those of us, those of you rather who have already become patrons uh, we we appreciate that and we don't take it for granted at all so thank you guys for sticking with us and thanks for the messages and all the encouragement we really we appreciate it and until next time she doesn't she clearly doesn't <laughs>
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 